0: Good to you. Uh, Good to you. Good to you, everybody. Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman. As always with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 179. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube. YouTube.com slash P.S. This is Awesome. Visit us over on Twitter at P.S. This is Awesome and our Tumblr page, which is P.S. This is Awesome And if you want to make fun of our trophy lists, you can find them at the P.S.N., I am anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters is Jake saw zero one. And as always, you can write the show at PS. This is awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends and be sure to leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit. And as a reminder, if you are listening to this on your favorite podcasting streaming platform, we also do a video version of this podcast on our YouTube channel. So you can go watch it over there if you prefer. So with all of that out of the way, Jake, How are you doing?
1: I am doing just fine.
0: Yeah. Every time we talk, you're doing good.
1: I'm happy to hear. Yeah. I uh, have been busy as usual, but uh, I used a circular saw to cut a hole in the wall in my barn today. So that was fun. What'd you do that for? What was the project? Um, There's this. In my – I have an old barn that's my – like, half of it is my garage and half – I mean, the whole thing is an old barn, but, like, they made a – the previous owners made, like, a garage out of one half of it, and there's an old – in, like, the other half of it, there's this big bay where, like, a tractor is and all this stuff, Mm -hmm. and there's a there's a room in the middle of it that used to be uh, a stall for cattle, I believe. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, this room – that I basically, last weekend, I cleared out the hole inside of it, and you can access it from the bay side, but not from the garage side. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I cleared the whole thing out, and I cut a hole in it the size of a man door from the garage side so you can access it from both sides. And I'm going to use it as, like, a little storage closet to hold all of, like, my gardening tools and, like, all that kind of stuff. It's a really good idea. It's I think it's going to be pretty pretty cool really
0: dude i love the fact that like last episode i was talking about like sanding floors and staining floors and this time you're talking about cutting a hole like a man door into your like fucking barn like people are probably just like these guys play games are they gonna talk about games ever in the opening part of the section and the answer is no we're gonna talk about a personal life for a little bit hopefully you guys can relate to something to be fair
1: To be fair, I have something relevant this week to talk about because I did play the Resident Evil 8 Castle demo before Ooh, we started hear, this podcast.
0: I'm excited to hear about your experience with that. Um, I did want to, before we get on with the show, I wanted to discuss briefly something that we brought up on the last show. Uh, my my friend and our show listener, LJ, um, wrote in and he said that he, and listened to the podcast, it was another Another home run. He's referencing uh, chapter 170 or uh, episode 178. And uh, he did say that he did have a brief comment about the hard drive expansion option. Not the expansion option, but rather the ability to save your PS5 games on uh, an external hard drive and then copy them back over to the PS5 when you want to play them. Um, he said he did uh, agree with you, Jake, about the hard drive management. But he did say when your wife plays and your kids play and you play, it's real easy to eat up that space. If everyone has a game going, we're all playing different games. So that's a good point. And I said, you know, that is, that is something that you and I don't ever really have to worry
1: about. So um, multiple uses. I've got one thing to say to that. <laughs> buy two more PS5s and then you won't have to worry about it at all. You can yeah. write your name on yours. No one puts their games on there. And then they can write their names on theirs. And, of course, you'll never be able to find two more PS5s. So that's kind of a bummer. But... Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's... that's. Uh, I mean, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. And, and neither you know, did I. I. I mean, it's not anything that we we encounter, dude. I, I always kind of approach video gaming from the perspective of a household where only you know, one, one person game. person is primarily playing it or maybe like a second person like a spouse or something is like playing with not necessarily playing their own their games. own
0: set of shit and you need multiple right. games installed at any given time and if everybody's playing two or three games a piece at any given moment man that could add up fast Sure. Yeah. Cool. So thanks, LJ, for writing in. And like LJ, like I said earlier in the podcast, you guys can write us at awesome at gmail.com. We appreciate any kind of feedback that we get from the listeners and for the show. We will probably talk about whatever you write in about. Um, we haven't had a lot of YouTube interaction lately, mainly because I haven't been doing a lot of YouTube videos. I've been busy working on my floors. But, uh, Jake, I will say this. I told the listeners, as far as games that we're playing, MLB The Show 21 came out. And I told the listeners that, you know, this is a hands down I'm going to buy this game. I'm going to be complete transparent and say that I have not purchased it yet. It is going to get purchased. It's gotten really good reviews. They're saying it's a lot of the same. But... A lot of the same doesn't mean a whole lot to me because the last show game, even though we got one on Plus recently, the last show game that I actively played was like the one on Vita, which was like MLB the show 2012 or 2013 or something. So I'm real excited to jump into this game and I'm going to play it because I don't have cable and I don't watch the Pirates play for as much as I'd like to. So just having like the baseball commentators and stuff and just getting exposed to baseball right now would be very enjoyable for me. But I'm hoping that maybe I get that uh, maybe closer to my birthday, which is in May, uh, mid to late May. I'll probably pick it up for myself then, but I think I might. Because when you get the show, like it's one of those games that just uh, it requires, you know, baseball. There's like three, 200 some games a season, 180 games a season or something. So like if you really want to play through like a legit season, even if you're only doing the innings where your player is involved, Dude, short of simulating half the season, like it's going to take forever to play those, that uh, a full season, um, I think.
1: So I yeah, don't know. I mean, it seems like a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of these simulation sports games are like that. I mean, I know even when I was playing NHL, uh, it was the same kind of thing. You know, I played for a while and I was just in the fucking minors, basically, indefinitely. Forever. And then, uh, you know, um, and then the same thing with like the MotoGP game I was playing. It's just like it's just the shit takes so long, mm-hmm. and it's 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 almost like these games are geared towards the casual gamer who that's the only thing they play. Right? right? It's like right. they want this thing to be an experience that lasts them for a long time. For a year. That way, they let's say it takes them a year to get all the way to the fucking majors and win the World Series with their team or whatever. And then the next game comes out and they can start it all over. So oh, same man. thing with like Madden and shit like that. And I uh I I honestly I have a lot of appreciation for these games and I'm really impressed with what they do. Mm-hmm. Um and I I I wouldn't even go as far to say as that they shouldn't do it the way that they do it, but I wish they had like I wish they had like a truncated career mode. You know what I mean? Where it's like you start out as uh, it's just, like almost like if they had a career mode, but it was like on super easy mode. Not that like the gameplay was super easy, but like like you play oh, five you win, games
0: in the minors and you and get, you called, get called, up. called
1: up, and then like yeah, and you know, then you're playing in the major leagues, and maybe you bounce back and forth a little bit, but like it's it's generally very, it's always like progress, not necessarily based on, because a lot of these games are basically RPGs, right? They I mean, really NHL are, game yeah. I was playing, yeah. it's like you play and it you play a game and then between games it's like do your workout routine and then it improves like your shooting or like your skating speed or your durability or whatever it is. And so it's like, it's essentially just a fucking RPG yeah, for your then, character, yeah, for your player. So you just have to play and play and play and upgrade and upgrade and upgrade and work on your character blah, 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 blah. And it's fun. It's basically It's fun, but it's essentially like a JRPG, like grinding, like we were talking about the other week. Yeah, it really is, yeah. And and it's uh, it's very interesting. And more
0: so with baseball than like a football game, right? Because like baseball, they play a
1: bazillion games in a season. Oh my God. Yeah, I I honestly don't know how anyone fucking can play a full season of baseball in the show because it's 162 games or whatever it is in the regular season. Yeah. Not to mention you know training or not what do they call it spring training yeah you do the spring and, training stuff and then if you're in the minor leagues you play all those games don't even count towards the season right or not to mention the well you would assume that the minor league season and the major league season are happening at the same currently maybe so you wouldn't play them both right and then you got like if you make if you make it all the way to the world series that's probably what four rounds to seven games so that's it's a lot it's just seven games the World Series, that, it's the World Series. Yeah, just but the, playoffs, the right, playoffs. Right, right, The playoffs. playoffs sure, the, there's, sure. there's, four yeah. rounds, right, right? right? So that's true. Um, you know, the only other sport. Well, I guess you know, basketball and hockey are both like that too. Where it's like, you know, there's Dude, just so many. One of my games goals in, in life is to create a character and road
0: to the show, make him look like me, have him get called up to the majors. At this point, I don't care if it's the Pirates or not but have him be a part of a team that goes to the World Series and fucking win the World Series. Like, that would be so awesome. But, like, the chance of that happening just seems, it doesn't matter how good you are. Like, it may just not happen, right? It's, it's possible that it could just not happen. That's, that's the trouble.
1: Could be, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure it, eventually you would get called up but it's like but i mean, I mean getting to the world the series work.
0: though dude like getting called up to a team
1: that's capable of taking the world series is so slim oh yeah i mean i guess i get that but i have to believe that i want to win the, game, the world series the show. i have to believe that the game <laughs> like has some back you know background sort of to try to funnel you closer to where the it's option, like, right where, it's like, the team fantasy. automatically trades for players to, like, make them better. And you know what I mean? So We'll like, find out, dude, because I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it and try it. I think the one that's available on Plus is 19, Yeah, I want to say. Yeah, I, I dabbled in that
0: one, but I didn't actively play it. But the the one on Vita I played the hell out of. Um, I loved it. But, yeah, so... I am still playing Nino Kuni 2, and I am now 14 hours in. I'm into chapter 5. There are nine chapters of this game. This game's really good. I finally opened up like side quests and stuff. It's fun. It's fun. It's a good game. I, the soundtrack is fantastic. And I don't need to talk anymore about it. I talked a bit about it last week on episode 178 but Jake you said you have tried out the Resident Evil 8 demo which was a very limited
1: time it's probably over now you probably can't even no one could try it right now probably yeah I think it's available till like one o'clock in the morning or something Okay, but like it's it's so hard to really say anything about it because one okay so we both played the castle thing right I did like I didn't play it the the one from like months ago where you like just wander around the castle oh i did oh, play played that. that i did play that one so like it's if you imagine that or you're like wandering around and that game has or that demo had a lot of the puzzle stuff in it yeah it just didn't have any of the combat well this game i mean this demo is kind of like that but it introduces you to like the inventory system and the crafting system and the uh, merchant that sells stuff and the uh the combat a little bit but all in all it's it's like the same kind of thing you know you're running around you're doing resident evil stuff finding which is basically secrets finding secrets and finding all the shit you need to solve puzzles to get to the next room and blah 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 um i will say that i forgot how kind of like heavy and floaty the controls are like it's it's very like kind of realistic like there's a lot of like wobble and like you're you know it's meant to like instill realism and kind of fear and stuff when you're running around and aiming and everything but like it's it's not snappy it's not like a snappy first person controls and and i don't know if they do that on purpose just to like add to the experience and the survival horror thing or if they're just not good at first person controls but Resident Evil Seven was this way too, I just completely forgot about it. But uh, it was it was good. They they only let you play for thirty minutes, and so I didn't get very far because I spend thirty minutes literally looking at fucking paintings and shit on the wall when I play these games. Reading things so that you like, pick up, yeah, yeah. So like I'm like walking around and I'm looking at stuff and I'm picking up some things and I get into a I get I got into combat with. You remember in the trailer and I think even in the res the castle the the other other demo Yeah, the first um, one there you encounter one of like the the daughters of Lady yeah. or whatever who's like breaks into all the bugs and shit. Um so I encountered one of those and I was one of them and I was like fighting them off and then I got down into the cellar and it's a lot of the same scenery from that demo. So this castle demo utilizes a lot of the same areas that that demo kind of took place in. And so I like it, but it's like you do it in reverse. Like remember in the, in the castle demo, the exploration demo, you start in the dungeon and you find your way out into the castle and then you try to escape. Whereas like in this, you are in the castle and through like, as a part of like trying to escape this daughter of Lady Dimitrescu or whatever, you end up in the dungeon and you're like going the opposite direction. You're going into the dungeon to try and basically find uh, some shit to (sighs) save your daughter or whatever. But like, I encountered two different types of enemies. I encountered that lady that breaks into bugs and shit and that was terrifying just because like I have no like the controls are kind of wonky and I'm like trying to shoot and you're like running out of ammo and stuff and like which I get, like, that's kind of the way that they intend it to work. Yeah. But then, like, um, when I got into the cellar, I encountered these, and I think they show them in the trailer. They're almost, like, zombie-esque kind of guys. Like, they, they don't seem like they're real zombies, but they, like, kind of, like, they're in rags, and they're, like, like, kind of moping through the dungeon, and they all have, like, these crude fucking melee weapons and shit that they attack you with. Yeah. And one of the things that I really liked about it is that historically, now, if I'm, if if there might be some Resident Evil pros out there that are going to call me an idiot for this, but historically, in my opinion, in Resident Evil, you always get a knife, but it's always useless. Like, it's literally, if you run out of ammo you hope to God that you can kill an enemy and they drop ammo before the enemy kills you. Right. Because the knife is not meant to be like a regular use weapon. It's meant for like breaking barrels and shit. And uh, in this game, like when I was fighting those guys in the basement, I found that you have the ability to guard, like you can put your your hands like up block, and you can yeah. guard melee attacks. And so I found that like it was kind of an interesting strategy to be able to like guard against these zombie guys that were melee attacking and then just attack them with the knife. And I was actually able to kill a couple of them that way. And I I'm assuming it's like a risk reward thing where like, you're still taking a little bit of damage while you're guarding, even though you're not taking that much. And so, uh, you know, I, but I did find that kind of, a nice little new twist to the combat in this game. Good, but all in all, like it, it was just—I—I I don't really have too much of an—it's an impression on it one way or the other because I only got to play it for a brief period of time. But it's basically what I expected based on the demo we played a couple of months ago mm-hmm. in terms of like you know how how good it looks and the finding like doing all the puzzly stuff and the survival horror aspect with like the limited resources and the combat and all that. So um, I enjoyed it, but I don't really have a whole lot of uh, opinion on it, I suppose until I get to play more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good. Well, thanks for doing that, and thanks for playing it for so you could talk about it on the show. I uh, I did not. I had a long day today, and you said you were going to do this before the show, and I said, dude, I'm just going to put my feet up for a little bit. And uh, I did, and I feel great for doing that. Um, dude, speaking of uh, how, how good Resident Evil 8 looks on the demo, some news came out that said that Returnal is going to be running at 60 frames per second in dynamic 4K with ray trace lighting on the PS5.
1: So so, what that tells me, and this isn't bad, but what that tells me is that the way that they're going to lock 60 frames is that they're going to – dynamic 4K, I think, means that it's just – it's changing the, the resolution right, all the time right. to try and keep the frame rate static. And to keep the ray, ray tracing going. Right. Which I think I'm fine with that.
0: doesn't need yeah. to be 4K. But the the ray tracing looks awesome when it's working. And sixty frames is probably necessary in a game like Returnal, I would imagine. So that's kinda interesting. I think it's gonna look and feel really good, you know. Who knows how how much it's gonna dip, you know what I mean? The the resolution and stuff. Like I don't know how the resolution
1: dips. I have a hard time believing that it's gonna go below ten eighty P. I mean, I think it's gonna always be Look fun. You know, more than high just like standard high def. Yeah. That's weird that they're sacrificing that instead of sacrificing frames per second. That's interesting. I mean, it makes sense. It makes perfect sense because this game looks like it's going to be super kinetic, Mm fast-paced kind of, like, combat. And you don't want the frame rate jumping up and down because it's just going to fuck with you in terms of your ability to control the character, aim, all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: And that news came courtesy of Push Square and. I uh, was on there and they had a poll up just asking how many people are going to be purchasing Returnal at full price. And out of like the close to 5,000 votes, about 40, 48% of them were like, yeah, I'll buy it at full price. So that's almost half of the people that voted said they'll buy it at full price. A good portion said that they were going to wait until. Uh, a discount, and then very few people that even voted on it. I would imagine that most people who were voting on it are people who are genuinely interested in the game, but uh, most people, uh, some people were like, well, we're going to wait until the reviews come out, which is what you were talking about the last show, about pre-order, con. you know, that whole movement, you know, let's wait and see what the reviewers say. But I think there are some early reviews for this game out now, some first opinions and stuff, and people are saying it's it's really good. So some people are saying it's going to be a smash hit. I I don't know. I don't know. I, I that's think, cool. Yeah, I think I'm going to play it. I think I'm going to get it. You know, I think I might get this before I get the show, just because I think the show's going to take up so much of my time. I'd rather play Returnal and get it out of the way, um, or at least sit down and enjoy a game like this. That's you know maybe I'm guessing 12 to 15 hours to beat. Uh, might it depends on how hard it is, but I would hope that it's not longer than that. <laughs> But I don't know. We'll see. For 70 bucks, they might have packed the lot in. But the DICE Awards occurred this past week, and Sony had a hell of a showing. Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us 2, Dreams, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Spider-Man Miles Morales all took home awards. So that's kind of nice. The DICE Awards are kind of like the developer awards, right? It's kind of like for the studios uh, to give them real credit. I, I don't know. So that's kind of nice that Sony was still doing really well. All those games are old news, really. But it was nice to see Sony have a nice showing there. Um, and then I read on Push Square that the refunds that CD Projekt Red gave when Cyberpunk 2077 came out, those are the refunds when the game was bad, that people requested refunds, only accounted for 0.5% of launch sales. Which Really? Is, yeah. Which is <laughs> crazy. That's so small.
1: So they kept a lot of that fucking bank, dude. So that's interesting. Yeah. Well, most people probably didn't even... I mean, I guarantee, I guarantee there's a large portion of the population that played it didn't even kind of, like, notice that it was running like shit. You know what I mean? Like people or people just,
0: bought it and just didn't fucking play it. You know, I bet you Or that. that. Yeah. So that, I thought that was interesting news. So I still haven't jumped back into that to do all the side quests. I did beat the main story, but um, It Takes Two, which was the... Haze Light game, the people from a way out, seems to be doing really well right now with over a million uh, sales for this recently relaunched launched co-op game. And I talked about this a couple episodes ago and how I thought it looked really cool. I still have my eye on it, but I need to find someone to play it with me
1: if I get it. Um yeah, it looks like it's cool. I just don't I I I don't think I can stick the whole thing out with you, is the problem. I get it. Yeah, I haven't hey, even um, talked to my brother
0: yet about it, so I bet you Josh would play it if I picked it up. Uh, I need to take a just
1: a quick break. Yeah. I'll be
0: right back. Yeah, that's fine. <clears throat> so while Jake takes a quick break, I'm going to talk briefly. And uh, so we've been trying to get music on the show. And sometimes I put out Facebook posts on my personal page. I know a lot of musicians, a lot of bands. And we, again, don't have any closing music for the end of our show. I don't want to litter our show with my personal music projects because that seems a little uh, inflated ego kind of thing. And I wouldn't be doing it for that purpose. But I mean, I don't want people to get the wrong impression of what we're trying to do here. The goal is to kind of get out other people's music, not mine. Um, I've done a pretty good job at getting established as a musician in, in the area that I'm from and with my bands and my projects and all that stuff. So I will say that if you do play in a band, and we'll talk about this at the end of the show again, but I do want you guys, uh, you know, a lot of times the creative types enjoy video games. I was just on the phone with a buddy of mine, and he was talking about how he always plays a show, but he's so caught up running a record label right now that he really. Um, Doesn't and and has a kid, and he's really not able to play the show right now, but he's in a band, and uh, I think I've had some of their music on at one point. But anyways, if you guys do want to put some music on or send us some music, if you have friends that are in music uh, bands or whatever, make sure you let them know that, hey, there's this podcast out here, even if gaming isn't your thing, uh, if you're in a group or you have music, you want to get it out there to some other listeners and different people to be exposed to your music, you can do that. And uh, just have them send us an mp3 at awesome at gmail.com. Now, this is where we would put a sponsorship for a podcast, but we don't have a sponsorship. We could pretend it, and I could talk about uh, different things. I could talk about how maybe this awesome Choose Your Own Adventure uh, game book, Lone Wolf, written by Joe Deaver, rest in peace, uh, we're sponsoring the podcast, but they're not. And maybe what I'll do real quick, just to keep you guys entertained is, I will read a chapter, a random chapter from this book, and you guys get to pick what you want to do. So, you feel the familiar chill of premonition as your Kai senses alert you to a tiny pair of eyes blinking in the gloom of the leafy canopy overhead. You sense that a hostile creature lurks there, waiting to fire at anything that comes within range of its lethal blowpipe. If you have a bow and you want to use it, turn to page 339 if you do not Turn to 218. Well, we don't have a bow because we haven't been in this adventure for very long. So let's go to 218 and see what that says until Jacob comes back. And 218 says you whisper a warning to your guide. Then simultaneously you dive for cover behind the same tree out of the creature's line of fire. Odell rolls over and sits with his back to the trunk while he sets the metal crossbow that is strapped to his forearm. As soon as he is ready, you leap across the gap to another tree in the hope of drawing the creature's fire your ploy works the sniper fires his blowpipe at your fleeing form missing you by a wide mark and Odell is able to pinpoint his position he points and fires sending his bronze bolt deep into the scaly abdomen of an Agta sniper your would-be assassin the creature gives a piercing shriek and tumbles to the ground landing with a sickening thud near the uprooted base of Balon's bow You compliment Odell on his bow skill and rush forward, half-crouched, to search the chaos creature's body. Turn to 178. This is such a cool book. Um, This is a series of books. I've talked about it. There's actually a game called Joe Deaver's Lone Wolf, which is really, really cool. Joe Deaver's Lone Wolf is a choose-your-own-adventure kind of game like this. You have to read a lot of it, but there's actually uh, gameplay mechanics in it. You can get it on the PSN. This is an old-school book. I read these when I was a kid. And, uh, it all takes place in this, uh, fictional world called Magnamund, And that was an excerpt from chapter, uh, book 11, the prisoners of time, um, illustrated, I believe by Gary chalk, who is really awesome. His artwork's very synonymous with this series and, uh, man, what a cool series. Good luck finding these. These are really hard to find. They go for a lot of money on eBay. They're classics. And uh, he was spearheaded the the real RPG kind of role-playing games. But if you guys are interested in the Joe Deaver Lone Wolf series, it's pretty cool. It's on the PSN. They had a Vita version. I think you can get it on apps for the phone and whatnot. I think I had it on my iPad for a while, played it on there and beat it. It's really, really fun. It wasn't like amazing, but it was fun. It was really interesting to see a book like that get turned into some sort of a video game. So Joe, Joe Dever D E V E R. The, the author had passed away um, several years ago, unfortunately and uh, his son has taken over finishing up the storyline there are going to be 30 books in complete uh, completion I believe for the the series of books and uh, you guys should totally check it out Jake is back sorry about that no yeah. you're fine I was just talking about Joe D for Lone Wolf and I read the audience a couple uh, chapters from this and told them they should download it on the PSN because it's a game it's not this story but it is in the world it's canon to the world and it's kind of cool so we were talking Are you talking about that that mobile game that you had yeah remember this 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 is like well yeah this is like one of the books Lone Wolf uh, this is chapter eleven yeah or book eleven yeah yeah that was really fun it was they came out on Vita and it's on the PSN now and you can get it on like mobile devices and uh, they're working on uh, something else for it too I can't remember what they're working on they're doing something else with it wait it's on. It's on the PSN. Yeah, so you can play it on your PlayStation. Yeah, you can now. It's called Joe Deaver's Lone Wolf. I don't know if I feel would... like maybe we talked about this. We did a long time ago. It was a while ago. Yeah, a long time ago. But I don't think yeah. we. To- I don't think we told people it was on the PSN. I think when I was playing it, it was on iPad only or the App Store or whatever. But um, so that was right. about. It. We were talking about it takes two and how it sold a lot of sales and, and maybe your brother would be interested in playing with it. But dude, have you heard about the PS Plus Video Pass? Apparently. It is only available in Poland. So from Push Square, they have this little thing. I'm just going i took this straight from Push Square. I'm giving them all the credit here. Uh, it just says in their article. Um, starting today... This is actually from a PlayStation tweet, actually. It says, so what's the deal? Well, starting today, PlayStation Plus Video Pass allows PS Plus subscribers to access over 20 movies and TV shows from Sony Pictures, with new video content being added every three months. That's in addition to the usual PS Plus benefits of online play, free, and quotation, monthly games, and exclusive PlayStation Store discounts. In other words, Sony is looking into how it can improve its PS Plus offering. Um, so... So PS Plus includes this, like the regular PS Plus. Package? Only in Poland right now.
1: Hmm, interesting.
0: But it's interesting to think like if they would do that because what if you have PS Plus and when these PlayStation games came out, they just gave them new for these PlayStation movies, like like a, a new Spider-Man movie fucking comes out, or like a, the the Twisted Metal TV series comes out, or uncharted comes out or the last of us series comes out and you just have access to if you're a plus member and you just watch it that's actually a pretty cool idea you don't have to subscribe to all these different platforms
1: yeah but i have a feeling that that's not going to happen because hbo is going to want their viewer base if they're putting it on you know what i mean if hbo is paying, i don't disagree
0: but it would be cool
1: right yeah i agree i definitely agree i could see it maybe like there's like a like a An exclusive period where it's on HBO and then like after that it's on, you know, PS Plus or whatever for free for indefinitely. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, dude. All right. So that was something interesting that happened. Jim Ryan also
0: came out and announced he said that the PS5 will have more exclusives than any prior PlayStation console. It literally means nothing. This guy, I fucking hate Jim Ryan. He's just saying this like, because people are ripping on the fact that, like, there's, like, no exclusives right now for the PS5.
1: Well, and they're ripping on it because f- fucking Microsoft is openly just spanking the shit out of Sony in terms of, like, studio acquisition and, like, gearing up for the next generation and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, Sony hasn't done anything or shown anything as far as, like, what they're going to do next. And I, I mean, we obviously beat this horse to death a little bit a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about you know the future of sony and compared to what microsoft is doing and all this stuff but like um you know i i just i really think that the brand has kind of it's only gotten worse mm-hmm. since jim ryan has been ceo and i i mean i uh Yeah, I know that, like, more PlayStation consoles have been sold, PlayStation 5 consoles have been sold than any other console in launch history and, like, all this kind of crap. But, like, a lot of that is just riding the wave of PS4. You know what I mean? It's not like Jim Ryan did anything. If anything, like...
0: It was the work before him that got the
1: interest right sean Layden was there before him and then before sean Layden tretton. was jack tretton and like like the beginning of the the beginning of the ps4 like through probably year five into year six it was like all about games and the gamer and all this kind of stuff and now it's like how can we make Last of Us for the third fucking time? How can we turn all of this shit into movies? How can like Sean, like literally, I don't know if you remember this, but I can't remember I can't remember if we covered this on the show I or not. Like, I think we did. I know where you're going, yeah. Right before Sean Layden <laughs> left, he was like he was like we've got to come up with a solution for these AAA Super long big games. budget games. Yeah. It's not sustainable. They take too long to make, they're too expensive, and if they flop, they flop and you lose all of that hundreds of millions of dollars. He's like, we've got to come up with some shorter experiences. They're still good, high quality stuff, but maybe, you know, between all these tent pole games that cost, you know, $500 million to make or mm. whatever. And now granted they don't cost that much. That's like, that's like Rockstar uh, rock knows? star money, yeah, you know, Red Dead, Grand, Grand Theft Auto, but like, you know, a hundred million dollars or more. For probably The Last of Us, right? So, and then you get, and then flip the script a few months later, you got Jim Ryan now, he's the CEO, and he's like, we're doubling down on fucking big blockbuster AAA games. And it's like, great. So, we're going to get Sony has 13, I think 12 or 13 studios. Mm-hmm. So, imagine every AAA big butt in, in, you know, a couple of them are more support, kind of low uh you know they're not producing like the big big triple a stuff so imagine you got eight studios that are doing like the big AAA a blockbuster games and each one of those games takes 5 years yeah so we're going to get one of like one game a year or maybe maybe two games a year one and a half games a year out of these studios the big I ones mean, just like the playstation seem... studio
0: studios right yeah I mean, we yeah, still might be yeah. getting some so, exclusives from other third-party
1: developers somehow. You know, it's possible. Oh, well, sure. And and maybe that's, you know, maybe that's Sony's response to Microsoft where they're just like, look, we're not going to buy studios. You know, we're going to just garner deals with third parties to make exclusive games for us. I wouldn't be surprised and if Yeah, like, right. Why not? I mean... Yeah. I hope so. I mean, Shuhei—they kind of freaking—they just booted him, and I mean, he still works for the company and like for indie games and all that stuff. But you, no one's heard, Shuhei used to be like like the face of PlayStation, mm-hmm. and now nobody. I mean, when was the last time you saw anything about Shuhei? There might and be a reason for a this. Year Maybe ago he is when like he was demoted. Dude, he's like doing something awesome. Probably he's like on a secret. I hope issue. so. I. I I would love for there to be this big, like Sony put out this big uh, state of play or it's just conference all these or something. Indies that Shuhei, got Shuhei got just, yeah, Shuhei just comes out and he's like, "Check out this is exclusive indie library that's coming to it's PS5, all this cool and it's just shit. like bang, 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 like all this great shit." I hope that's the case. It could happen.
0: It could. It needs know. something needs to happen. So speaking of PlayStation and the way it's been conducting itself. Uh, we did bring up on a previous episode, Jake, that a lot of these Sony first-party games and Sony Studios games seem to be third-person action games, story-driven titles. Herman Holst, the boss of PlayStation Studios, did recently say this, and I quote him. This is from the quote that was on Push Square of him. I don't know where the quote actually came from, but uh, they quoted him, and it says, I think that the games that we make are... ...are as distinct and diverse as they can be, he comments, from Sackboy to AstroBot to Dreams to these kind of games that you're referring to, like The Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, and you can bet that we will carry on making these games, because they're the heart and soul of what we do here at PlayStation Studios, but at the same time, we are just as committed to making these quality experiences as we are to experimentation and to coming up with fresh ideas." what are the fresh ideas cuz they've been doing the same shit for so long
1: so yeah i, I mean they fucking this could be the I mean, Herman holst herman holst was the guy for gorilla right mm-hmm. and where is killzone you know it oh my Set god where's Horizon their first person out.
0: shooter where is sony's
1: first person shooter yeah i don't know i it's there's no first person shooter like they do have a sports game so that's cool they have the show but Which is no longer really. exclusive, yeah. right? I mean, it's free it's, on Xbox. It's everywhere now, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you should and, fucking uh, play the show, man. You have Games Pass, don't you? Yeah, I do. Fucking play uh, the I show, could play asshole. It. Um, but uh, I'm just not that big of a baseball fan. Uh, but man. Uh, I'm borrow it. You know, um, what was I going to say? Uh, if I wasn't playing Octopath Traveler, I'd let you borrow my Xbox so you could use it. Yeah. But I am playing Octopath, so you can't borrow Man, no But worries. anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like they should have. Uh, I guess they have Gran Turismo, so that's a racing game. But like, where's you know, their I RPGs? See, yeah, where's the where's the RPGs? Where's the you know? And they can argue that oh, the puzzle game Horizon is an RPG. Uh, you know, there's a light RPG element to God of war and stuff. And it's like, that's not, no, you know, it's not what we're come, looking come for. Come out with a freaking, you know, uh, like a, a, like a fresh, JRPG. Fresh JRPG. You know, that's not like a built like built
0: off of something that's already existing. Like a fresh one. That'd be so nice.
1: That'd be so, but random. I don't know. I mean, there's just, there's no, it's like, yeah. Okay. We got these platformers in Sackboy in AstroBot, which is cool. And I hope they make another AstroBot game, like a full-fledged game. I mean, yeah. AstroBot uh, Rescue, no, um, Astro's Playroom yeah. was great, honestly. One of the best experiences on the PS5 right now, but I don't know that I would consider it like a full-featured no. affair, Team right? Team Asobi did that, short. right? Uh, Team Asobi, yeah. And you, you could beat Astro's, you could platinum Astro's Playroom in like four hours. Yeah. So it's not like it was this big thing, right? Where... Um, I would love to see like a fully featured game mm. in the ash we'll call it the Astroverse well, or whatever. Dude, you want rescue to call it, right? just
0: get rescue mission, man, for VR and get that fucking headset on because it is phenomenal.
1: I still have to it's get so the good. adapter for my PS five. So oh, man. we'll just I it, don't know. do it right now. Just get on the Sony website and ask for it. But I got to fucking dig out my headset to find the serial number on it. Yeah, so and then you got to remember your password
0: the, for the Sony store. And then it might be different yeah. than your PSN ID. And then you got to sync that shit up and then verify stuff. Yeah.
1: I don't they know. I made it hard on purpose just so – you would just it's easier just go buy a fucking camera dude
0: astro rescue mission is fantastic i want to play it i want to play it real bad i mean there's some other games i want to play yeah
1: it's like i'd love to try out the the doom 3 vr i think that would be cool to try out you know yeah um yeah shit
0: man i don't know well last point of news jake real quick is it playstation now which is the streaming playstation service we'll begin rolling out support for streaming 1080p capable games this week. And the rollout's going to occur the next several weeks across Europe, US, Canada, and Japan where PlayStation Now is available per push
1: square. So I wonder how that's going to work because like from my understanding the games are already a little bit kind of laggy mm-hmm. a lot of the time. So increasing the f- the resolution how's that going to help? I mean, it will look better. I will give you that. And ultimately you want that, but until you have zero latency gaming street over streaming, like why are you trying to improve the way the game looks? Well, maybe Unless, they've improved their streaming services somehow they've done. Maybe. Sort of I mean, maybe there's some sort of
0: thing packing and
1: yeah, maybe this update will kind of like help with that a little bit. Um, you know i guess maybe it doesn't matter as much if you're playing like turn-based games or something like that but if you're talking about a sh- like a shooter or something yeah from what i understand they're generally almost unplayable on ps now just because of the latency yeah so um it's kind of interesting i'm glad they're still kind of like kind of fucking blazing ahead championing head it, this but... and like believing in it yeah um... But I wish that they would do a little bit more as far as like making games available natively on the console, so it makes it easier for you to download them and play them, and like you don't have to worry about streaming lag and all that kind of crap. I I don't know. Like I think PlayStation now is a great service, or it seems like it is, especially mm-hmm. for it's only what ten bucks a month now or whatever yeah. it is. But uh, I don't know. I don't, it's not something that I'm interested in just yet.
0: What was that? Like, uh, if it, sorry,
1: go ahead. I was just going to say, but if like it gets closer to like the, I'm not saying it has to be game pass, but if it gets closer where like more games are available that you can just download them natively and you don't have to stream them and all that stuff. And if, especially if they unlock the, the fucking vault that is PS3 backwards compatibility, and I can play some of these old games, then it would be much more appealing to me. But like right now it's like, a lot of the big games that are so you can download ps4 games and play them, but none right. of the other ones right, right. but it's like right. most of the ps4 games that are on there I've either already played them or I they're a game that I'm not super interested in so it's yeah. not not really for me right now
0: yeah i I know that they usually give a free month of that I've had so many offers to try it and I just haven't I just didn't' just some fucking interest to me right now. I don't know. It just doesn't for whatever reason. But one of these days, maybe I'll, I'll try a free, maybe a dollar. If they do a dollar a month for that. I know that that's what X-Pass did for Xbox Games Pass. But I think that Sony does give away free vouchers for like a free month of PlayStation now. They're trying to push it quite a bit.
1: But I've never taken them up on it. I think they got, they got quite a, a bit of a boost there whenever they dropped the price. Yeah. I don't know how many of those people have stuck with it. But... Yeah, I don't know. It's curious. It's real curious.
0: I want it to succeed. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Real quick before we get into the new games, I wanted to do a follow-up. I, I talked briefly on the last episode about the issue I was having with the broken images on the PSN store. So it kind of boiled down to is that I kind of determined it had something to do with my modem. I don't know if it's my modem. Or if it's my router or if my ISP is throttling my connection at certain hours and they're trying to like limit some of the stuff that I have access to. I don't know what it is, but I uh, reset my router a few times and it seemed to like fix the issue and then it would happen again because I could access the images on my phone whenever I disconnected from my Wi-Fi. Like, everything looked fine. So it wasn't an issue with my account, per se. I think it's more an issue with my modem. So I I did some manual restarts. I tried to do some port forwarding and stuff, but I already had, like, a NAT2 connection, so I didn't see why that was even really necessary. So I removed uh, the forwarding stuff I was trying to get figured out, and uh, I've restarted my router and my modem multiple times. And, you know, for the last two days, it's been fine with no broken images in the
1: store now. So, it was something to do with... That's super bizarre. I don't know why your fucking router would stop your images from coming through. No. I mean, I guess it's, um, I, I can see it being possible. It just... It wasn't so all images bizarre. either. It was just
0: some. It was really weird. It's so weird. It's really weird because I... We've lived in this house for, gosh, since like 2012. So, eight years now maybe no 2014 maybe 2014 i think i don't fucking know how long we've been in this house long enough to know that i've never had issues like this with with the internet here we've had the same isp the whole time but it was just something weird so i guess if you're a listener you've had any issues like this try restarting your router you never know uh but i thought that was an interesting thing to follow up on um and one last thing before we get on with new games Oh, man, what was I going to say? I was going to talk about that, and then there was going to be something else. It'll come to me. Let's talk about new games. I'll remember. I'll remember here shortly. New games uh, coming out. If I don't say it's PS5, assume that it's PS4. Uh, Avoid Them, Mask Maker, which is PSVR, and will be the show 21 for PS5 and PS4. Superhero X, World Splitter. We have Angels of Death. Buildings Have Feelings too. TOO, Devil Slayer Rikasi, MotoGP 21, PS5 and PS4, Mystic Fate, Scourge Bringer, PS4 and PS Vita, Smelter, Station Manager, Wrath the Oblivion Afterlife, all one game. And Dead Dust, Dungeon Gravestone, Judgment, which actually looks kind of interesting. This is uh, part of the Yakuza series, I think, for PS5. Moon Raider, Near a Replicant, and this Skylia Prophecy, or maybe it's Skylia Prophecy, S K Y L Y, L I A, rather, for PS4. So. I don't know, man. Oh, I actually didn't even get any uh, get any titles for the closing of the show, but any of those games uh, ring a bell with you, Jake? Any of those look really good to you? I think that uh, Judgment I mean, looks I interesting. I wanted to
1: I wanted to look at Scourge uh, Scourgebringer um, to see how what that was. It's always interesting to see a Vita game come up, um, and I've heard this is kind of a, a decently not like a huge release or anything but like it's not just like a throwaway game I guess is what I'm saying uh-huh so I'm kind of interested in that and then uh I'm interested in near replicant I don't know that I'm gonna play it at least not play it right away but uh I am kind of interested in the roots of near right um so and I guess near replicant isn't the beginning because technically it's like part of the Drakengard universe, which is really bizarre, but um, I'm kind of curious to see how that game looks. Cause I, I really enjoyed near automata. I mean, after like the third fucking playthrough, I was so over it, but like, cause I don't know if you remember Fred, you have to play Near Automata three times to get the whole story.
0: Yeah, I, uh, it kind of, yeah, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of that. I, I did like the game. I thought the game was really kind of cool, if
1: I'm being honest. But I just wish that they would have made it like one playthrough. I don't want to play the fucking same game three times. What, like, what a weird mechanic, right? What a weird thing. It is know. bizarre because, because the first time you play through as, um, like Alpha or whatever, and then the second time you play through as the male character Beta or whatever the fuck his name is, um, and then the third time you play through is that Zero character, yeah, which is like not even like the first two kind of makes sense because, uh, you know you're just getting both like two sides of the same coin. Right. right right and right. then and then like but then you get this zero character um and i i don't know i really enjoyed it 2b 9s oh the, these are the names of the characters a2 okay so it was 2b 9s and a2 are the three characters you play as i don't know where the fuck i got alpha beta and zero but um probably from some other game but uh yeah, I don't know. I I enjoyed it. So I'm curious about Nier or Near Replicant, but I just don't know that I'm interested enough to be willing to throw money down quite yet.
0: Yeah, dude, for sure. Well, before we uh, close off the show, Jake, I just wrote down a couple games for the listeners who haven't been maybe following us through the episodes and are just jumping in for this episode and uh, hopefully going to stick with us for a little bit. I just wanted to just list the games right now that I'm actually kind of curious and excited about that I know that are coming out soon. And we talked briefly about this. And uh, I would just say, just as a just generalist, don't even have to really talk about it, but the games that are on my radar are probably Ghosts and Goblins, which is on Switch right now, coming to PSN. I should put another one on there too. Uh, Bubble Bobble, I th- believe it was 4. We talked about that. Returnal, MLB The Show 21, Resident Evil 8, and then the other one I'd like to add uh, to my list would be the XCOM Chimera Squad, which is coming to PS4 also. Jake, do you have anything that
1: you would like to say that you're looking forward uh, to? So I am excited about Returnal. I'm not 100% sure whether or not I'm going to buy it at launch or not, but I am excited about It, it looks great. Yeah. Um, I just want to see a little bit more before I pull the trigger Uh, obviously Resident Evil 8 like you mentioned Um, and then big one for me is uh, Ratchet and Clank oh shit I forgot about that Um, one I agree and then uh, there's a game coming out called Biomutant which looks really fucking cool I don't know if you've seen that at all yeah it's not tripping my trigger but I can understand why it'd be interesting But uh so that looks pretty cool. Like and those are like the games that I'm interested about in the near future. Like obviously there's some games later this year that I'm curious about, like maybe Horizon uh, that I'm excited about, like like Horizon, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, Deathloop, like those are some games coming out later this year that I'm super excited about. Dude, what was that
0: one that they Um, changed the name to? It was supposed to be Agatha's Athia or whatever. Yeah, Agatha's Prophecy. What would they change it to like Forlorn or like it's some really, forspoken. really forspoken. stupid game.
1: Yeah, forspoken. <laughs> that could be an RPG. We don't know. I mean, it looks the, the imagery seems really cool, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It. We don't know anything about it, so I don't think it's coming out this year. That's for sure. Probably not. Actually, I think they said it's not, but I could
0: be wrong. All right, man. Well, I don't have a whole lot else for the show. Jake, are you feeling good with today's episode? I think this week's episode is in the bag. Are you good with it?
1: Yeah. I uh, any last I words? I just downloaded. I just downloaded the Bioshock collection because I've actually for like the last year have been itching to replay the Bioshock games, and uh, have never pulled the trigger. But I just today decided that. I'm going to start playing through them again. They so hold I'm up. I'm excited about that. Because I...
0: Excuse me. I never played Bioshock 1 and you had me play it last year. And I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, it's real good. I
0: haven't played number two, but I did play number three.
1: So number two wasn't written by Ken Levine, though. So i'm uh yeah but it's it. it's still re- it's still really good i mean i think that it gets it gets an unfair shrug because it wasn't written by ken levine it's yeah. actually still a really good no, game. i'm sure
0: it is yeah i mean for it to be still included in the collection people still want it so all right well i don't have any parting words either except for the listeners thanks for sticking with us this is episode 179 of ps this is awesome Really cool that we have 179 episodes in the bag, dude. We're recording this on a late Saturday night. You're listening to it hopefully Monday morning, the first thing you do when you're making your coffee, getting ready to go to work, or sitting down at your desk, putting this on, or maybe you're driving to work, or maybe you're coming home from work, maybe you're at lunch. Who knows what you're doing, but I hope that you're listening to this. Maybe you're cleaning the house. Maybe you're working on your garage, or uh, you know who knows? Maybe you're playing a game. But thanks for sticking with us. We've been doing this for a very long time. It's an an achievement in itself, Jake, for us to have had 179 episodes. It's actually really ridiculous, the more I think about it.
1: Yeah, it's Uh, pretty cool. I'm
0: proud of it. Uh, I don't think we have a loyal fan base, and I don't think that we have a really big following. But I feel like we've got a great show so for anyone out there the silent types who don't write in I know you're out there because I see the statistics I know somebody's listening to the show we do hear from certain repeat uh, listeners but if you're out there just want to say thank you and uh, please stick with us we don't have any plans on shutting this thing down as summer uh, goes into full swing with Jake and I gigging and playing shows and probably riding our motorcycles and stuff I can't promise we're going to be as timely as we've been during COVID, but we're going to do our best to keep putting the episodes out. I mean, it doesn't really take a lot of work on our part, just an hour or so, two hours of our time. So we're going to keep doing it. But thanks for listening. And uh, again, like I mentioned, when uh, Jake took a little hiatus from the show today, if you have a band or you have any kind of music, uh, I don't want to keep putting my music on here. Although you can go look me up. Uh, on Spotify and iTunes and all stuff, I appreciate the streams. Uh, but yeah, so if you have music, you can send your MP3 to PS. This is awesome at gmail.com along with your band name and the title of the song, and we will notify you when it's going to go live. If it gets approved, what well, chances are it will? The only reason we wouldn't approve it is if it was like some sort of hateful song or something like you know didn't jive with what we're about. But um, that that aside, uh, like Odd World, Ali Ali, and Outer Wilds. P.S. P.S. This is awesome. Awesome.